Welcome to the May 2019 edition of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. I'm Annie, and in this story, I'm going to be the stolen boat. Nice. (laughs) I think I'm Nan. My actual name is Britt. In this story, I think I'm Nan because I just like fuss over people in a well-meaning way but i have definitely always been like the mom of my friend group in college like if i wasn't like dd i was like checking up on the person who was and like or in high school just being like okay like guys we need to do this and let's like be safe and (laughs) use a condom i don't know whatever like (laughs) mom from get-go yeah (laughs) mom from day one i'm nan (laughs) This is book plate, and we always take apart the book like a meal uh, so we can digest it, and we always start with our amuse-bouche. Girl falls headfirst in love and runs away from her life because of it. Standard adventure tale, complete with pirates, slavers, apprenticeship, circus acts, war, and a possible crown by Cynthia Voigt. Yep. <laughs> I kind of, I did this one today, and I was like, I don't even know what to write about this. I mean, I was texting... I, I was talking to my mom yesterday and she asked me what I was reading and I was trying to explain the book and I wasn't very far into it yesterday. I spent like all of yesterday and this morning reading it, but I was like, uh, there's this girl named Burl and some dude tried to steal her boat <laughs> and then like she fell in love with him when she saw his eyes in the daylight. They ran away, but they got shipwrecked. And they got rescued because, like, that's where I was. And then I, like, text her later. I'm like, nope, the rescue was a kidnapping. (laughs) 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 And, like, pirates and slavery. And then they find each other and escape. And she doesn't want to be an Earl's lady. And (laughs) she's like, I'm just going to do the single mom thing. And then he shows up and he's like, the life of luxury isn't worth it without you. And he becomes a puppeteer and they live happily ever after. (laughs) And my mom was just like, I can't think of a word to describe my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, this was this was a tale, a tale, <laughs> a tale was, of Burl. This was a tale. <laughs> yeah, on Fortune's Wheel renamed the tale of Burl. It was actually really hard for me to find at the library. I had to do interlibrary loan. I had a hard time finding it too because I was looking for on Fortune's Wheel, and I was looking for an ebook version, but then I found out that it was also called the tale of burl and that that was what the ebook version was under so i was able to get a library copy on my kindle Mm. but yeah i was like am i gonna have to go to like a used bookstore and look for like an old paperback like right this is old school ya like from 1990 90 (laughs) it was like 30 years ago oh my god i know i feel old um (laughs) sorry Wait, no, because I remember seeing Cynthia Voigt as an author, but never like actually picking up a book. And I think it's probably because the ones that I thought she was reading and was known for were all the like contemporary. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know that she'd written any fantasy at all. Mm -hmm. And of course, I am a glutton for punishment. So after reading this book, I was like, why does everyone like this so much? So then I went through and read all of the other ones. Okay, so who the, the fuck is Jackaroo? Because okay, that's the only one that I can't figure out. Okay, so I still have that one. I'm requesting that from the library. I had, okay. I had to do interlibrary loan for all of them. They're all, they all came from Sacramento. I was super confused because it's it seems like 
it's not a series, but there's four books set in the same universe. But then there were references to like Jackaroo, and I'm like, who the fuck is Jackaroo? Did I miss something? And then I'm like, no, it must have come up in one of the other books, but I was super confused. I think that's the only one I, I think that story is the only one I haven't gotten a hold of, but I've been able to piece it together. Jackaroo is like the creation story of the kingdom. Okay. He's the spiritual character that made the kingdom okay. in his journey. And like one of the other books was like, when the kingdom's in trouble, Jackaroo will come out and like save the kingdom in like some weird magical way. And then if he doesn't need to do anything, he goes back to sleep under the mountain. Okay. So yeah. Wasn't there, was it Burl's mom who like when she was pregnant and people asked her who the father was, she said it was Jackaroo. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? So I can't, I don't (laughs) know if he's like an animal or a human, but he's a spirit, you know, kind of like, raven or mm. coyote maybe he's an animal but he's not like coyote is kind of like yeah a legend yeah but like a who helped create the world of the kingdom all right yeah and also the puppets happen in the other books too oh god <laughs> <laughs> and i was texting brit this yesterday because brit was like does it get any better <laughs> and i said well every single one of the books of the series has an out of wedlock pregnancy so there's that yeah <laughs> Oh, boy. All of the women decide to go it alone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so for the other cover take, which, where we ask our significant other what they thought of the book, I showed Jamal, and he said a Tolkien-esque mm. coming-of-age story. And I showed him the cover for Tale of Burl, which is yeah. the one I read. That's, yeah, the same one that I showed Garrett with the big face mm-hmm. and the boat. Mm-hmm. It's nice cover art. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett said, it looks like a fantasy. Maybe they travel to a new land or kingdom. I know. And I said, okay, so who's they? And he's like, well, Burl and I guess some dude she's in love with because there's two people on that boat. I was like, how do you do this? (laughs) Garrett, I wish this was a game show that you could win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So good. (laughs) I don't have a lot here because the story itself is just like, a lot. So, um, <laughs> it's a lot. the appetizer is stale bread. And here I have standard fantasy. So person runs away from prescribed life, run away and leave it all behind. One of the most classic, uh, YA tropes this is to drop everything and leave it behind. I could think of a bunch off the top of my head, but one of the other ones that I loved as a kid was the tales of the lioness series from hmm. Tamora Pierce. Oh, okay. Yeah. The lioness rampant rampant or whatever, like, she runs away from her life. Patricia C. Reed was the other one I was thinking. These I don't even know if these count as why because they might be young readers, but like the Simmerine series, The Enchanted Forest, she's a princess, runs away from her life. They don't usually come back, do they? Kind of. I mean, they always end up back. Oh, really? Okay. The Linus Rampant, she doesn't go back to her parents' house, but she ends up in the middle of the kingdom, mm. you know, in the middle of the thing. Princess Simmerine ends up a queen of the Enchanted Forest, you know, like she didn't want to be a princess, but she ends up a queen. Like, <laughs> What else? Those are the two that I really loved. There's more. What did you think, Britt? I get the running away because she didn't want to marry the huntsman dude. But she decides that later. She like does want to marry the huntsman dude because she doesn't want to be with her family anymore. Like That's her that's original true. runaway plan. She's trying to get out of the boring life of like being the innkeeper's daughter. What I didn't understand was that when she came back nobody asked her any questions about it and like it literally just says in the text like that's the way of the inn it's like what 
she shows up after a year pregnant over a year yeah it's more like than a, three yeah. years Is or it? something it's more than a year because oh that's right it was a year that she was like enslaved and yes. then lived in the ca- and like her dad and brothers and sisters are just like oh hey like <laughs> not like oh my god you disappeared in the middle of the night where the fuck were you for the last few years and you're with child it was just like that was the way of the inn <laughs> what <sighs> <laughs> okay i do have to say that cynthia boy does a really good job just like writing the story <laughs> oh yeah no the plot is like entertaining as hell well and like just explaining it away she's just like that's the way of the end and like it's like whoop bow ta- you know okay great <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of things that are just like a little too neatly tied up is that anywhere or should we oh no we can uh, we can talk about that there is a lot of things too neatly tied up um what's his name yule like yeah. how she was gonna go back for yule and you know she gets back together with her earl or whatever and yay and then um she's like oh but i have to leave you and go get yule because i promised or maybe you could go i don't know and he's like i already got him we're good and she's like oh you anticipated my needs before i even told you it really is true love (laughs) in a feverish state of like half consciousness but you knew that i don't know that she had left him there for like ransom and you went back to get i don't it doesn't make any sense make it make sense it doesn't and then also those jewels come into play for one of the other books <laughs> the the barrels yeah because i did read them all <laughs> except for the jackaroo one <laughs> someone has like is not returning that to the library <laughs> <laughs> the story would have been so much longer if they'd written that it's not like a long story i mean no i mean it felt well yeah it's like 400 pages but it just the pacing was weird because there was some like the uh, being on the island stuck together yes yeah like and then it was okay and now they're back in the kingdom okay now she's back at her little cottage and i don't know the journey itself did not (coughs) take that long doesn't seem like it (laughs) yeah i was confused i was confused about the map i actually have that later okay our main course i have riverfish and my questions are is this a celebratory tale because um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know either. At first, I was like, is this a cautionary tale to tell children about like what happens when you run away from home? You'll get captured by pirates and sold into slavery. But then, I don't know. I, d- I really don't know. <laughs> like, which is confusing to me that it was so revered. You know, I think one of the reasons this was put on the list is because Every once in a while, they sneak in, like, a classic, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was like, did they put this in to get us to tell them to stop requesting classics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little confused about the choice for this one, too, just because it was the second book in, not a series, but in a world that's been previously established. And so there were some things that, like, like Jackaroo, like, yeah. not knowing... Uh, I don't know. Just I know it was written a long time ago, and I know that it's the world, but the misogyny mm. was just off the charts. Like, no, we can talk about that. I didn't put misogyny in, but yeah, it really is. It's just like just s- super standard, but like exaggerated, and and then like the women participate in it. Yeah, yeah. From the minute she sees him, it's insta love because he has cornflower blue eyes or whatever, and then she's all yes, my lord, and. The word obey appears in this book so many times, like I lost count. And at one point she says that 
Oh, it's when she's trying to convince him to take her with him on his journey. And she says or thinks that, like, the only way that she wouldn't follow him is if he struck her and left her physically unable to. Which is before she kills a, a dog. Oh, my God. I know. That was like, oh, I can't do dog murder. <laughs> I can't. There's dog murder in this book. Yeah, she straight up. Just slit its throat. Just slit its throat. I was like, this is pretty savage. I was like, damn, girl, <laughs> I did not expect that from you. Like, she does all the labor. Yeah. She catches the fish. She's 14, by the way. Yeah. For, like, the majority of the story. So there's that. He's 19. Yeah. That was grossy gross. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, she, well, I mean, I guess part of it is that she's, like, a commoner and he's, like, a royalty. <laughs> and so, like, she knows how to do the stuff. Yeah, she does a lot of the work. She does all of it. And <laughs> then the she work. and then after she's in slate oh wait. Well, this is my next one. But okay. like uh, <laughs> oh, the other questions are that I think is what the story is trying to ask is do we want what we have at home? Mm. Or or do we have what we want at home? And then do we need to lose it to see its value? I think that's like what the that's what interesting. I think that's what this moral is, is like you have to. That makes sense. You have to lose everything in order to see the value of what you had, which is why when she comes back, she's perfectly happy to make the house Mm -hmm. and do the labor that she was unhappy with before. She Mm -hmm. realizes she actually enjoys the labor of making the home again with the misogyny. It's very much like I don't know if this was like trying to tell girls not to want Things? The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah. I don't know. Because she comes back, she's changed, but I don't see the growth. Because, like, I love that at the end of the story, when she's hanging out in the kingdom and she's like, being an Earl's lady is not my jam. I'm just going to do the single mom thing. I don't need a man. I can run my own household. And I was like, yes, girl. Like, where was this attitude from the beginning? And then even when he shows up and he's like, oh, I want to see the child that we had. And she goes, you mean I had? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I, it's not that the attitude, I mean, it could have been there from the beginning. That would have been nice. But I didn't see any growth toward it. Like, it would be one thing if she started off all like, yes, my Lord, and I will obey you and follow you wherever to like all the single ladies. But like where it just switched. Like there was no progression of that. So it just was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen like it just i don't it's a telling story the story mm-hmm. is told so you don't see why or she doesn't like think about the changes you know the author just tells you that they've happened right yeah that's it she does have a lot of stuff happen to her i mean she gets sold into slavery and like almost ends up in the middle of a war and does get pregnant and all this stuff so like a lot happens and I think we're supposed to think like just the experiences themselves would give her this growth but that's not true for everyone yeah also can we talk about the fact that he like surprise married her yeah (laughs) they were you know in the forest and he's like I would have you for my wife and she's like I would have you for my husband and then they're like let's make a baby and then later when she's like raising the kid on her own and at her cottage he shows up and was like so something I forgot to tell you about is if two people like want to be married and an earl is present they're married and I'm an (laughs) earl so surprise (laughs) we're married 
I had to put this book down and like walk away from it at several times because I was just like, God, no. And then like it just it was like one thing after another. And then the dude who owned the what was his name? The circus. Not the circus, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> the town where they ended up in as slaves. Oh, yeah. His name. Uh, when he oh, married an eight year old. The soldier guy. I wanted to yeah. like smash things. And, like, everybody's just like, oh, it's the little mistress and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I hope her father does win the war and gets his daughter back. Because what the fuck? Well, I, I mean, I think once I finished the most recent one, what I realized is that this is, like, supposed to be ancient, ancient times. Mm. Like, even before printmaking, which is why this, we can move on to the next one. Yeah. She's the... Amanuensis. Okay, I. How do you say it? I looked it up on my. (laughs) I highlighted it on my Kindle because it has like the automatic dictionary thing. Yeah. If I can figure out how to spell it, I'll find it. (laughs) It's A M A N U E N S I S. I had to look this up too. I'd never heard this term before. Yeah, same. Okay. But this is our dessert apple pastry because this was my favorite part. But yeah, basically. What this term is, is someone who did the work of copying books before printmaking. So, like, if we liken this to our timeline, you know, the press, the Gutenberg press was created in, like, the 1600s. Emanuensis. Emanuensis. I don't know if I'm putting the emphasis on the right syllable. Okay. But emanuensis. Oh. Etching 1550. And just the amount of times that... The philosopher dude told her to smile. Oh yeah, that I was did like, really bother me. Really? Oh, you're so much prettier if you smiled. Oh, you should smile more. I'm just like, so this has literally been going on since ancient times. This men t- telling women to smile. <laughs> All right, yeah. cool. I can't find this wiki wiki article. It's too oh, long. But I highlighted so many examples that just made me mad. Yeah. Like when uh, Orion, the Lord, is like regretting her coming with him. He says, I'm sorry, I should have overpowered you that first morning or left you behind while you slept at night. And she's like, the kindness of this thought touched her. I'm like, kindness? I, what? <laughs> so it was written in 1990 and women were supposed to think these things. <laughs> right? I guess. I mean. It's gross. Yeah. I mean, reading it now, it's like, no, this is, these are not the things we want. We don't want people overpowering us. We don't want people telling us to smile. We don't want to be told that all our, all we need to do is do labor. I don't know. There's a lot that was just like the. Yeah. And she's so, she's like this crazy archetype of a person I think that doesn't exist. Like patient. Is this an ancient manic pixie dream girl? Right? Maybe. <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't even think of it like that. <laughs> Manic pixie dream maiden. <laughs> um, but I did like the part where she's the ma- doing the book. And like part of it is yeah. because like nobody reads and writes in the kingdom. Yeah. Right. So she somehow knows because of whatever heritage. It's like her grandparents. Her grandparents taught her. And then the implication is that the that Orion's grandparents taught her grandparents. Yeah. I'm like, there's some like. Maybe their family 
yeah. thing there. Like maybe she is royal type of thing. That's what I thought they were going to go with eventually. Yeah. They didn't. Side note, when uh, she's not supposed to know how to read a map, but Orion shows her the map and he's like, this is a kind of chart of the land. Like <laughs> I was like, Superman spleeny. <laughs> but also like she's not supposed to know how to read. So it kind of makes sense. But like really a chart of the land. <laughs> rage <laughs> <laughs> also if you're not reading and writing like how do you know what a chart is but i like like that was the artistic part where she gets to like copy the plants and mm-hmm. learn the plants and learn the information about them yeah and that was cool that she got to turn that into like a livelihood of her own yeah that book comes back into play in other books oh okay yeah because you know the puppeteer family <laughs> becomes a, f- a family of puppeteers that has the book of knowledge. All right. About the medicinal plants. Yes. And so then the daughter, the like other generational daughter eventually gets called a witch because mm. she has the knowledge from the book that everyone like, even though they call her for the, her help, they still call her a witch, of course. Right. As you do. <laughs> there was also a lot of ableist language yeah. around Yule, which yeah. was really disappointing. The, I don't think I've ever seen the word simple used as a noun. Hmm. <laughs> And they were just like, oh, he's a simple. I'm like, really? <laughs> and like the amount of times that he was described as like a monster mm. and like not knowing what was going on, even though he did know what was going on, he, even if it was just. I don't even know why that character was in there. I was actually like upset by it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that wasn't just so they can throw in the circus. Maybe. I don't know. Because why else would there be a circus? And she's like, cool, I have this monster that I can just leave with the circus <laughs> as my ransom or like in exchange for like the guy I actually want. I'll come back for you in a few years. The other thing I didn't like about the circus was how racist it was to the yes, Asian the character. Em- the what the emperor's daughter. Yeah. Who's actually a man. Yeah. And I definitely think they call him an Oriental or something. I mean it was ba- like they were like from a faraway land in the east. In the east, I was like, they mentioned slanted eyes. Yeah, I was like, oh. they definitely mentioned slanted eyes. I was like, <laughs> not <laughs> not every Asian like, character in a fantasy novel needs to come from the east. People, <laughs> I'm picturing like a Diane Arbus photo mm. to like. That's the best way I can describe this. Like circus because she was very she's my favorite photographer but she was very like interested in like people on the fringes of society or people deemed freaks and stuff and she kind of like i feel like she helped them be seen like in a different way or like on their terms or maybe even like just force people to see the people that they're ignoring or mm-hmm. keeping on the fringes of society in a way so i just i just that was the first thing that I thought of when I like heard the descriptions of these different people. I'm like, this could be a Diane Arbus photo. I'm picturing it. The tall dude. The little person. The strong dude. <laughs> the drag queen. <laughs> I was like, this, this book literally has bizarre everything. story. It is. <laughs> then there's the war that's happening. Yeah. Also, so the whole thing about the philosopher... When his brother, Corbell, mm-hmm. yeah, he's the one who like ruled the lands. He was like talking about how he wanted his brother, the philosopher, to like 
do alchemy to find this stone that turns any metal into gold. And I'm like, so he's looking for the Sorcerer's Stone. And then I was like, wait a minute. The British title of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Is this mm. like actually a, a, thi- a legend? Philosopher's Stone yeah. that turns metal into I thought J.K. Rowling made it up. I oh, did not really? know that that was a thing. I was just like, oh. <laughs> that's so endearing. <laughs> J.K. Rowling didn't make anything up. <laughs> I didn't know it was like an actual like alchemy legend or whatever. Yeah, definitely blown a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, when did the first Harry Potter come out? Um, I was in like sixth grade, I think. Mm. A few years after this. So for the drinks, I have Slavers Ale, (laughs) and as you said, like there's a hint of fantasy, there's a hint of magic, but it never really like turns out they talk about dragons but there's no dragons right yeah there's they talk about the the philosopher's stone but they never find it like it's just it's just kind of just like ancient world but not our world right yeah and then i have here like the map layout i was so confused by it Me too i was so very confused by it and i was like why aren't there any connections between the kingdom and the southlands they just don't seem that far apart and then the journey doesn't take them that long like they somehow get back into the kingdom very easily and then one of the other books when they're traveling from the southlands to the kingdom they have to go over a mountain range and it's really difficult the mountain mountain range is mentioned yeah in this book because they when they're coming back when they escape from corbell's land and they're coming back to orion's land kingdom castle whatever like he sees the mountain range and he knows where they are Mm -hmm. oh he leads them back in yeah okay because in the other one they don't know how to get in and they end up going over this crazy mountain range and like I don't think they went over it but like he saw it and knew like where he needed to go the layout did not make sense to me yeah and like how long did it take to get like it didn't take them that long to travel so like why wouldn't there be trade between these nations that's what I did not get well I mean there's the the people who come for the fair who go between the places right right but everyone thinks that doesn't actually happen like everyone's like Psh, this is just a story yeah but then the circus guy mentioned like there's three main coastal cities that like oh. we do our routines at and like you'll find me in one of them i thought so that was in the south though oh maybe but i thought like she was saying that you can go north to like my kingdom and go to the fair or something oh. i don't know it's confusing Maybe. In one of the other books, there there happens to be another kingdom above the kingdom. <laughs> that's like the Dutch version. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about this book. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to... I mean, most of my notes are just really ranty. Things like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't anymore. <laughs> Get your own identity. Get your own identity. <laughs> like when she's like... I don't know. Just she ugh. didn't really have an identity. She didn't. Yeah. Where's the part? Oh, one point I just wrote, "Bitch, why?" <laughs> <laughs> what was that even about? I don't know. She just goes along with it. Like she really is kind of a blank slate. But somehow everyone likes her. Yeah. The part when um when Orion is like sweating and he's got this fever and she's like nursing him back to health and she says that she is like she's gonna use the like woman's monthly time cloths to like. Oh, yeah. Absorb, like, his fever sweat. And she's like, oh, but I don't want him to be embarrassed, so I won't tell him. I'm like, that's what the fuck you're worried about right now? It's like, come on, where are your priorities? I don't, I don't understand. And then, like, when he does ask her, or, like, tell her he wants to marry 
her. He says, you will not say me no. And then it says she chose to obey his will. But it's like, didn't you want to marry him? Why? Where's her agency? I don't understand. And she like, doesn't have any. I'm glad that it comes into play at the end. And like, there's even a part where it says like, she realized that she could be Burl like, and the Earl's wife and like the runner of her own household. And, but I'm like, great. That would have been cool to build <laughs> up to. Oh, I w- sorry. I'm just <laughs> throwing my notes and getting angry. One point she says, my slavery was as much a gift as a burden. Oh yeah, no. And that reminded me of like why people were really pissed off in this last season of Game of Thrones. No spoilers, but like, I don't think it's a spoiler. But Santa basically, oh god, oh. is it's implied that she should be grateful for being Ramsay's prisoner slash. Yeah, no. She basically is like, it's the rape is is what yeah. made me who I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, uh, no. Yeah, no. It was after that episode that I saw they only had one woman writer mm-hmm. for three of those episodes. And I was like, oh, I'm not finishing this. Yeah. <laughs> after that, I highlighted that and then just wrote in all caps. OK, you know what? <laughs> I love it. Big sigh is another one of my notes. Yeah, there's just... I'm surprised you finished it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, there were so many times where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. But I was like, now that it's just like us two, like I can't not finish the books. Like (laughs) I can't leave Annie to have a one-sided conversation. (laughs) That's not cool. We get through it. It's funny because, I mean, I am such a glutton for punishment. Every time there's one that I really don't get or really don't like, I read them all <laughs> so that I can be like, oh, yeah, it isn't good. I mean, I did that with the <laughs> Twilight series. Uh, I read them all just so I can be like, all right, now that I have an informed opinion, <laughs> it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. The other ones are more interesting. Burl's like the least interesting of the characters. There's one that features a ma- male character, main mm-hmm. character, and he like it's kind of also like a magical character. Like he, every, he's kind of just blessed in everything that he does. She talks a lot about how like just the way it lo- he looks, people like want to do what he says. And he has all these things like he knew he was stronger. He knew he would be stronger. He's just like so blessed. And then at the end, she just like slaughters him. <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, I was totally not expecting that. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you built this whole entire story for yourself and you didn't get to have it. Yikes. <laughs> there's one la- one quote that I highlighted because I actually loved it's when they go back to the Earl's kingdom and they go to the hearing day mm. there is the there are the two farmers who are arguing because one of them sold the other a pregnant pig mm. and like didn't know it was pregnant and so he's like well I sold you the pig not the piglets and the other's like what the you should have known that she was pregnant when you sold her to me so they're mine and uh which you definitely should know if you're an actual farmer right <laughs> and so they bring this case to in front of the lords and the earl and the lords are like chuckling behind their gloved hands and it says the earl rose interrupting the advocate silencing the farmers this is no case to bring to hearing day he announced the lords have nothing to do with these quarrels at the sound of his voice all smiles fled all faces even the lord sat up straighter you too The Earl pointed a finger at first one farmer, then the other. The two tried to shrink back into the crowd, but nobody would give them room to hide. You two will settle this between yourselves. In three weeks' time, my steward will come to find out your settlement. He will know if it satisfies the Earl's justice. And I was just like, 
teacher goals. Mm. I just really want to, when my students are bickering over like some petty shit, I just want to be like, this is no case to bring to <laughs> hearing day. <laughs> <laughs> the Lords have nothing to do with these quarrels. <laughs> Settle it between yourself and I'll be back in three weeks <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> I love that. Huh. <laughs> you have to step in for a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's just, I love third grade so much because like they grow so much. So at the beginning of the year, they're still very much babies. And it's just amazing to see how independent they can become by the end of the year. But there's a lot of like little petty things. And like it's, it's hard because as an adult, you know, something that might seem like not a big deal to me is a huge deal. If you've only lived for nine years, this might mm. be like something terrible that has happened to you in your very short amount of time. So like putting my own like adult bias aside is hard sometimes, but sometimes it really is just fucking petty. <laughs> and sometimes I, sometimes I just tell them like, I don't think you really need me for this mm. or like, I want you guys to figure that out or you can, you can, you can come to an agreement or compromise like find a solution do the work yeah sometimes I'm just like find a solution you know I obviously am not going to do that if it's like bullying or yeah. like any like thing really big or like a repeated behavior that keeps happening over and over where they've tried to talk to the other kid mm. and like it's just but it's like he got me in line <laughs> and like mm, what would you like me to do about that <laughs> that's another response I've used before too <laughs> what would you like me to do about that and sometimes they're just like oh don't know and I'm like all right <laughs> do they usually have like opinions on what they want you to do I feel like if someone asked me that I wouldn't know sometimes like most of the time they're they're taken aback <laughs> <laughs> but like sometimes they're like I want you to tell him to not do that I'm like did you try telling him to not do that first no I'm like you try it first <laughs> and then if it doesn't work then you can come and get mm. me <laughs> yeah it's it's wild but I haven't done this just because I haven't found the right way to teach it but I do want to do this because next year I'm actually going to be teaching second grade which is not my choice but I just I really like third grade but you know people were retiring and moving around and it happens I really want to like spend some time explicitly teaching the difference between telling and tattling Mm. and I I have one kid had one kid in my class this year who I just I love (laughs) I love them all but he was just, like, really mature for his age and very, like, he's one of the kids who, whenever I had to write a sub plan, I'm like, you can ask this kid if you're not sure how anything is mm. done. Because, like, I trust him. He knows what's up. He's going to still follow the rules and do what he's supposed to do even when I'm not there. And so on the last day of school, I had a little Harry Potter party and we watched <laughs> the movie and then we played a game where I wrote, like, a list of characters from Harry Potter and then I write them on an index card and tape a card to everybody's back and they have to figure out who they are by only asking yes or no questions and not saying any characters names Mm. so they can be like am I a student at Hogwarts am I a muggle am I you know to figure out who they are and I had to tape the cards on their back one at a time so I'm like don't start until I tell you to start yeah and then one of my kids and then the kid comes up to me and was like somebody told me that I'm Ron Weasley can I have another card and my first instinct was like who yeah and he said well that would be tattling and I was like, damn, you're oh right. My God. Wow. You're right. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're right. And that just totally like caught me off guard because my first instinct is like, oh, who is it? Yeah. But like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's just like, somebody told me I'm not going to tattle because it's not that important. I just need a new card. Yeah. And I was just like, 
like this nine-year-old just like totally that's amazing like yeah and the fact that he like felt confident enough to like tell me that i love that and i'm just like you're right yeah you're right i don't need to know that it doesn't matter i'll give you a new card school yeah yeah and i was just like so impressed with like his maturity about it and the fact that you know he just he didn't want to get them in trouble because there was what's the point it wasn't like a tattling is like you want to get somebody in trouble telling is like there's something wrong and you need to know yeah i'm like that that's not a thing i need to know that there is a subtle difference. Yeah. And um, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to teach that. And it's hard for them to understand that. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I definitely was not mature. And I would totally like tattle on my sister all the time. <laughs> also, we were the kids who like couldn't solve our own problem, you know, <laughs> like constantly wanting mom and dad to step in and like them being like, <laughs> I wish they'd had more mature things to say, but usually just like stop arguing. <laughs> I have a, a conflict corner in my classroom that has mm. like steps on how to solve a conflict so like and sentence frames so the first one is like i feel blank when you blank and the second one is like what do you need or want from the other person the third step is like what are you going to do to fix it like apology are you gonna like what are you gonna work on mm. and then the fourth step is like some kind of seal the deal like handshake or high five or hug or whatever you're comfortable that's cool. with yeah and like at the beginning of the year i mean it gets used a lot which i mean that's what it's there for but at the beginning of the year like i am there and i'm like mediating it and like toward the end of the year sometimes kids just go to the conflict corner without me Mm. and like they follow the steps on their own and sometimes they ask me to be there but i just sit there and they still work it out on their own and i don't need to say anything they just like that's amazing and i'm like yes little independent people (laughs) wow i never i don't know i don't know what we were doing in school but like no no skill building like that it was more just like here's the topic where that we're teaching yeah none of that i mean even when i was a kid too that's yeah, really I don't remember like my teachers doing any of this stuff. Like, I definitely remember like conflicts being mediated by teachers. Like, a teacher like there was some girl drama when I was in fourth grade, and so the teacher like had us have lunch in the classroom and talk it out with her and stuff like that. But I didn't like have any learning of that. like social emotional skills to handle it on your own. I don't remember learning that. <laughs> no, but it's so important. Yeah, because then where do you learn it? Yeah, I mean, just what you were describing, like. The program that I oversee, you know, at work, there is so much conflict and people do not know what to do about it. And I am the person that they either tell or tattle to. (laughs) And there's some things where I want to be like, you don't need me for this. Or like, (laughs) you know, like, what do you want me to do about this? Like, just telling me isn't going to change the behavior of this person. Yeah. But then they don't want to talk to the person. Yeah. Granted, a lot of times it's because the person's a bully, which I get. Oh, man, we just had to have this disciplinary hearing. This is not related in any way, but we just had to have this disciplinary hearing where one guy was a bully. He bullied this other guy so much that the other guy started a fistfight. Oh, shit. This was similar to the other book we were talking about. He basically, like, bullied this guy to the point where he lost it, and the other guy, like, threw a punch, and then they were both fighting at the market. Oh, my God. With, like pedestrians and other artists there and i was like um you can't do that so i had to haul them both in and go through the disciplinary hearing and recommend that they both get kicked out because i was like you can't we need a zero tolerance policy for physical violence and then luckily i'm not the person that like makes the final decision i just recommend so Mm -hmm. then the commissioners like teased it out and figured out like okay this is the bully he's the one that needs to go the other we do have to do some sort of disciplinary action for this guy but he doesn't need to get kicked out and i was like okay i'm okay with that solution mm-hmm. and then you know I just do this I try to do my best I don't know all of these people very intimately you know I just I mainly am kind of removed 
But after that, I got an email from one of the other artists who was like, just so you know about this person, the one who was only disciplined, not kicked out, this is the type of person he is. And she did this amazing character assessment of like, he will drive you to the airport. He will do like all of the stuff about like how he builds community there. You know, it really was this other guy who'd like created the issue. To the breaking point. Yeah. I mean, he'd had knee surgery and apparently the guy had been bullying him about his knee surgery. Oh my God. I was like, what kind of an asshole does that? Why do you care if he had knee surgery? He needs like, that's his, why do you bully someone over their fucking health? Uh, That I don't understand at all. And then the crazy part was, this guy actually had a lawyer come with him and then the lawyer was like, oh, I know him and I don't believe he would do that. And I was like, dude, you're, you're not out there. You don't see how this person acts around other people. And just because he's nice to you doesn't mean he's nice to other people. You know, it was like one of those classic moves. Oh, well, he's never like this at home. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, sure you've heard that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Just come and be a fly on the wall in my classroom sometime. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, and like going back to the other book, I think one of the things Joaquin, which is crazy because like Joaquin in that book, Joaquin in this book. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, that's weird. But (laughs) (laughs) Joaquin, when he was trying to push his foster parents away, one of the things that he said was like, everybody has a breaking point and I'm going to find theirs. I'm going to get it. And that's why he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Kids. I don't know if I'm a, I will ever survive that. <laughs> we stayed with my friend in Minnesota who has two kids. One is two. I got to see two different like nights where he made dinner and like the toddler just kind of like lost it. Mm. And like I I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I would ever be able to do this. <laughs> and then I was talking to him about it. And, I was, and he was like, yeah, Jess wants us to have a third kid. But I absolutely. And I'm like, cool with the baby. I do not want a toddler. <laughs> Terrible twos, man. That's a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I've heard it, but like it was so interesting to witness it and then also witness him mimic his brother so completely like at the dinner table, the brother like dipped a chip in the water glass and then the two year old immediately put his beans and cheese in the water glass. (laughs) It was so immediate. And the parents caught it, too. They were like, oh, here it comes. And then it was in there. I was like, oh, my God. Kids are so observant. Wow. They really pick up on stuff. It is wild. Yeah. And going back to the whole like you know having to differentiate between like is this a real thing to be upset about mm. versus like okay well maybe it's real for you if you're eight or nine this is like really upsetting for you that it wouldn't be for me as an adult i read something once about when your toddler is having a tantrum or whatever you have to think like they're two this is the worst thing that has ever happened to them in their whole life <laughs> not getting that cookie when they wanted it mm-hmm. like this is devastating. This is like literally the worst thing that's ever happened to them because their whole life is two years. Yeah. So like that kind of puts it in a different perspective, but yeah, that's still, that's tough. I was still so confused where he like had three choices of bottles and he like was upset when we gave him the wrong one. I was like, and then a lot of it comes from like not being able to articulate their feelings right, yet right. too. And like feeling like nobody gets what they're trying, what they want. Yeah. It was hard to under like, yeah. My friend understood the kid way better than I did. I was like, what did he say? He's like, this is what he's saying. <laughs> this is what he means when he says that. And I was like, wow, it's a whole different language. Like Rugrats, like the babies. <laughs> they talk to each other and the grownups can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't have anything more to say about Tristan. I don't either. <laughs> I liked your rage read, though. <laughs> I'm super into it. I'm actually really excited for next month's book. I already finished. The I cool just... Prince 
put a hold on it at the library. That and the one after Royals. I'm listening to the audiobook of the follow up to the cruel cruel prince. Oh, right okay. Because cool. I really liked it. I think I realized I hadn't ever actually read a whole Holly Black novel. I'd only read a short story. I've read a couple and I didn't love them, so I'm really hoping that Did you read The Coldest Girl in Cold Town? Yeah. That's that w- okay. That's the one where I'm like, I don't I don't want to read that one. I yeah. want to read all the other ones. It's okay. <laughs> so I just don't like zombies. It was vampires. Oh, it's vampires. Yeah. Oh. But <laughs> I like yeah. the fairy kingdom. It's really cool. Well, until next time, listeners. Book appetite. She went out to a tailor shop and dressed in men's She climbed on board a vessel to convey herself away. Oh, convey herself away. Before you get on board, sir, your name but no. She smiled all in her countenance, they call me Jack of